0: Welcome to Death Holler. Do you like scary movies? Welcome to Season
1: Three Slash or Pass. There will be laughter, <laughs> tears,
0: <laughs> tender moments.
1: Jeez. Jeez. My son. Special, special
0: boy. But most of all, screams. Remember, when you're in Death Haller, listener discretion is always advised.
1: We hope you have a killer time. do you have to say about two really quick you can just kind of go over you know like what your thoughts were like what it's about and what your thoughts were on it
0: um well i didn't make it through the second one all the way i've seen this movie before and i think i thought it was good when i was a kid <laughs> i am to be forgiven okay because now i don't like shit so how about that okay um but this is the movie where <laughs> basically he's he's trying to get his bride and it is as cheesy as a, as you can imagine, a, a man of his stature trying to get a beautiful, gorgeous blonde woman. Which, by the way, they get the blonde in this movie. You get your um, what they wanted from Jennifer Aniston.
1: They, they they do that in part four as well. Whenever I talk about it, at BS.
0: Okay. Um, briefly, I did want to kind of go over the deaths real quick, um, and then and then. <sighs> I don't know what you want me to say about this movie because I don't have much to say. It
1: wasn't... Uh, you, just, you just say it's a shit movie yeah. or whatever you want to say it, or it was boring or whatever. You the know, first one
0: leaps and bounds better than this one. Um, I don't know what they thought they were going to get out of this movie, uh, but let me see here. Let me see if it'll give me... Okay, so... Oh, this is a list of death in the... Oh, here it goes, part two. Okay, <clears throat> we have uh, the uh, leprechaun who basically killed someone by the name of William o- William O'Day, uh, lifted and his neck was snapped by magical collar and then he was dropped. It could have been better. <laughs> um, Ian, also killed by the leprechaun, which by the way, all of these were killed by the leprechaun. Uh, his face was put into two propellers. Pretty good. Not going to lie. That was my favorite one. Uh, the waiter, whose face was scalded with a coffee steamer. Mmm scalded, but he shouldn't have died from that, in my opinion. Uh, This one was okay. Uh, Morty Ingalls, whose stomach was ripped open, finally. We're getting real slasher with it. So the death's, I guess, a little bit better. And then we had more, too. We had one, two, three, four, five, uh, and not including the alleged death of the leprechaun. Um, A security guard who was ran over with a go-kart, and then I didn't make it to this part of it, but... uh, at the leprechaun was allegedly killed, he wasn't, uh, with getting his chest impaled with a wrought iron bar bar, excuse me, and then blown up.
1: I, I like the addition of the wrought iron because that does take out Faye and some of the older stories, yes. so that that's well, got some legitimacy to it. Iron
0: does, so yeah, and obviously, yeah. clearly, that's what why it's called an iron bar, uh, but yeah, so. I guess but do they stick with that lore? I guess we'll find out as you continue with the Oh movies. no.
1: <laughs> no, they don't. Um so what, general thoughts about part 2 and then I'll then I'll pick up the some of the other ones here.
0: Um you don't have to watch this to continue with the series. I don't believe I don't, I don't feel like you have to watch any of them to continue with the series. They don't follow um, any I, You
1: you don't have to follow any of them in the order. Uh they've got uh, I would say go with, like, what you think is the most outrageous ones because of the that kind of kitsch factor and, and do it that way. Because that's the way I watched these in the line of what I thought would be the most ridiculous because that would be the most enjoyable, and they played out exactly that way. so
0: Yeah, and not only that, but um, um th- this was another movie that they tried. You could tell that they tried to make it a serious movie again, and... I mean, they got a little bit more with the comedy, just a little bit more, but it was still in that attempt to be a, a horror film. So, oh my God. Uh, here's the storyline, according to IMDb. On his 1,000th birthday, so apparently this is 600 years after the first film? No, 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 no. not uh, It's 400 years cuz he said yeah, he was it'd be 400 600
1: years because he was 600 years old uh, supposedly in the first
0: one. Mm-hmm. A mean leprechaun gets to choose his bride by making her sneeze 3 times and then she's his. <sighs> I don't know if she made it to that third sneeze folks cuz I didn't make it that far into the film. I'm going to be real honest with you, okay? Uh, and then she says only the bride he chooses is the daughter of his slave who fouls the fouls up the wedding. So leprechaun must wait until his 2000th birthday now we're uh what 1400 years later oh so mm-hmm. i guess maybe that was where it originally started the uh thousandth but no it's not because it was 600 in the first film okay good so i am mathing yeah, correctly.
1: yeah you're mathing it right but they've changed his lore up in this yes. one apparently uh
0: he knows so now he must wait until his 2000th birthday to claim the woman of his nightmares i, I do like that part uh the descendant of the woman he wanted to marry a lot Already has a boyfriend, a brave young boy named Cody, who ends up killing him at the end of the film, uh, who lives with uh, his swindler, Uncle Morty, and together they run a tour company called Dark Side Tours. Leprechaun soon wakes up, kills a bunch of people, and kidnaps his bride-to-be. It's soon up to Cody to save her, and only a wrought iron bar can destroy the leprechaun. Oh, my God, I want to go to bed. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna end right there. That's I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So in the uh, in the sequel to that, part three, uh, totally does away with everything that came before. It has no bearing on this whatsoever. It starts out with some uh, bedraggled old man, uh, might be a priest if I remember. right don't really remember because it was so quick in the movie. But basically, he walks into a pawn shop in Las Vegas, <sighs> the pawn shop. Um, he He's uh, trying to offload the statue he's got of the leprechaun, and it's got a uh, it's got a bag in one hand. Uh, it's made out of stone completely. It's got a bag in one hand, which is it's gold, and then it's um, it, he's got like a medallion, a very nice medallion around his neck. And the old man tells him cryptically, he's like, do not, you know, he gets whatever out of it. He's like, I, I, I just want to be done with this. You can tell he's been through some shit too because he's like bloody and all that. He's like, do not take the medallion. He said, you can have anything else on it, but don't take the medallion off. And of course the, uh, Indian proprietor, uh, you know, uh, Gupta, who is running the pawn shop immediately takes the, the, you know, medallion off cause fuck you're yeah. a pawn shop owner. You, you want to sell this shit. I mean, you're like, you know, the pawn stars, you, uh, you, you want to get as much as possible. And while he's doing that and he gets on the, uh, internet, which is a very laughable, like early, <laughs> early internet. Uh, it's got like these cartoon graphics and all that. And it's like, so you want to learn about leprechauns and it's like, you know, it gives this like whole backstory about how they are and all this stuff while he's watching this and trying to figure out, you know, if the, because the medallion is apparently worthless, uh, Olep comes back to life. He instantly like rematerializes in the flesh because the medallion is no longer on him.
0: Oh, Okay
1: and uh he starts uh and then like he attacks gupta like uh i I can't remember if he bites him on the arm first or the ear but it's just one of those things and so they have a back and forth, and it cuts away from them to uh, our protagonist. It's a it's this young man who's just in the Vegas. He's supposed to he's just been given like twenty three thousand dollar check from his parents to go to college on, and he meets and he and he happens upon this girl who's broken down the streets. She's an attractive young woman. Uh, she works at one of the uh, she works at like a basically a. Um, uh, Siegfried and Roy type uh, thing in, in one of the biggest, uh, you know, casinos, uh, but it's only like w- the, the, the magician she works under is just one guy, but he's, you know, it's hinted in the movie by, uh, by our old friend Stretch, you know, from Texas Chainsaw Twos in this movie, oh, and boy. older Caroline Williams. Uh, it's hinted that the guy's gay or whatever. She does oh. several. She keeps calling him girlfriend and stuff like that whenever Girly. she sees him. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so... Uh, he, he runs up on her, her car's broke down. Like he offers to take her to work. Cause that, you know, it, he asks her some questions. He's like, D- do you have any rods knocking in it? And she's like, Sam's like, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> and he's just like, whatever. I'll just drive you there. At least and, she's uh, honest. So, he, uh, he, he promises her that he won't, uh, you know, like play in the casino that he, and then she goes to do her job. And, uh, of course, he gets greedy, and he loses every fucking thing, bit of money he has. But the reason he loses his money is because he's playing a roulette with Caroline Williams' character, and she's got, like, this button underneath the table that can magnetically stop the the balls that's rolling. Mm-hmm. And uh, she basically cheats him out of all of his money and then tells him uh, when he has nothing left. She's like, well, honey, if you want to get <clears> safe, <throat> you, if you, uh, he's got his watch there. She's like there's this guy, go talk to Gupta across the street. He'll give you some money and you can come back and play another round if that's what you want to do. And so he, uh, so that's how he gets introduced to the leprechaun and that's the whole thing. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then our, you know, our, uh, final girl, uh, it's revealed that she's, uh, working for the, the guy who runs the casinos in with the mob, of course, and uh he's a scumbag and he's uh, like all the time trying to get her to to fuck him and like she's always having to turn that down. And uh so she is a pretty good final girl in that sense. She's strong, independent. I mean, there is a scene in the movie where because the whole gist of this movie is if you've got the leopard because the the main protect the, the male real finds out on that lore on that guy's computer after he's like been killed, you know, old Gupta's been taken out, like he happens upon that, you know, the that webpage that if you wish upon a leprechaun's gold, you, you uh, get whatever you want. And so he he sees one of the shillings there and he wishes that he was back on a hot streak at the, the, the casino and instantly gets transported back. And basically every time that he bets on anything, uh, he puts that, that shilling on top of the pile of, of his, uh, you know, uh, chips that he's won and they magically move to whatever number is going to be rolled. Um, and so that's how, you know, that's the first part of the, you know, like that's how, what he gets out of the, the, you know, the whole sh- wish on the shillings and everybody throughout the movie gets a, a wish basically, uh, except for the main actress, like she never officially wishes because every time she does, or the final girl, like it something distracts her like leprechaun comes up on them or she's busy trying to save somebody. So like, it you know, she never gets to wish, but, um, So Caroline Williams uh, wishes that she was beautiful again because she's supposed to be like this washed up, you know, like, uh, you know, wishes that she was as pretty as the final girl in the movie. And I don't think the change was that dramatic. I mean, it's basically she goes to like this very short haircut, shorter than what she had in Texas Chainsaw 2. uh, And it basically looks like what Jamie Lee Curtis wears now if you want to, you know, visualize it. And, uh, I mean, and then a shortcut dress and like, you know, but like, cause she was kind of dressing frumpy early in the movie, but, uh, when the leprechaun kills her, it's one of uh, he, he acknowledges how vain she is. And so he causes her both her ass to start blowing up, <laughs> her boobs to start blowing up and her lips. And yeah. so she looks like a, an abnormal duck walk, waddling at one point before her ass blows out completely. So that's an interesting kill.
0: Which is funny <laughs> because, um, I'm looking on, uh, uh, Google right now. And that's the first thing that popped up. I didn't even look her up and <laughs> I feel like I remember this scene anyways.
1: It's, it's a pretty effective scene. I mean, it's, it's pretty horrifying and she's like, you know, screaming out, like, you know, she's mad at him at the same time. She's freaked out. Cause I mean, she looks ridiculous um after she just got her wish this is beautiful again um the creepy guy who runs the casino he gets the second wish after the the main the, the main guy does in the movie and he wishes that he that the girl you know that the, our final girl was like hot for him and she magically shows up and he takes her all the way up to the bedroom and she's right on the verge of showing her tits whenever like Carolyn Williams steals the shilling. And then basically when somebody else gets the shilling besides the person who's in control of that wish automatically ends. And so the final girl comes to her senses and, and thinks that she's been roofied or something to that and like leaves, you know, so there's that whole thing.
0: Oh my God. Um,
1: and then the guy in the the, the creepy mob guy who runs a casino, the leprechaun plays into his lust by showing him this uh, basically this porn star on the TV screen. And she crawls in and she magically appears in his room with him and he just, you know, he's thinking with his dick at that point. So he just totally he was like, sure, you're in here now, that's fine. And what it turns out to be is that she's this really crudely put together sex doll that's, like, got wires attached to her. And so while she's while she's straddled on top of him and then fully, you know, engaged, <laughs> as it were, uh, Plugged she in. electrifies him. Nice. <laughs> so that's an interesting kill, too, so I will give them credit for that. Um, the main character, the guy... Uh, he he's fighting with the leprechaun at one point because you know the leprechaun wants his shilling back, and he gets bit on the arm, and then the lepre- and, but he attacks the leprechaun with a knife, and what happens is, is some leprechaun's blood like drips down onto his arm. And from then on, his arm starts, it looks really infected. And they set up in this movie that if you get the leprechaun's blood in a wound, it never comes back, folks, so don't worry about this. But if you get the leprechaun's blood in your wound in this movie, you start turning into a leprechaun. And that's what happens to him throughout the movie. He starts getting the powers. He starts, cra- you know, uh, craving gold and, like, you know, being greedy and stuff like that. And so the final girl is actually a true final girl in this movie. She's actually trying to save him and get the process reversed while trying to get rid of the leprechaun at the same time. And she's, she's actually a legit legitimately good final girl. I mean, she's attractive. She's smart. She's sassy. I mean, she fits all the molds, you know, that you would want. Um, and then toward the end of the movie, of course they, uh, they, I think they find out that the medallion is that, uh, you know, he's 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 scared of the medallion, so they they use that to their advantage, uh, but they don't actually use the medallion to cover him back up and turn him in the gu- or to, to stone. Uh, what the, if I remember right in this movie, uh, the the guy who is part leprechaun himself, um, they do something as far as like let's see, what do they, they, they cause him to blow up. Like he catches on fire and like he completely burns away. This is the only movie where he actually gets fully destroyed at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I don't remember exactly how they do that. It's, it involves the, uh, the medallion in some sense, uh, maybe they like, you know, shove it into his mouth and like he's, uh, or something like that. But anyways, he, he blows up and, and burns up at the end of this movie. And then of course, after that, the guy turns back into normal because like the leprechaun's gone or no, I know what they do. They melt his gold. That's how they get rid of him. I, I take that back. The medallion has nothing to do with it. They realize the smart thing is that he's always wanting the gold and the gold's tied to his power. So if they destroy the gold, then he know it will no longer exist because he, he loses all of his power. So that's what they do. They say, Fire to the gold, and it's almost like saying, you know, like whenever you expose a vampire to sunlight, he just, yeah. ex, you know, catches fire and explodes. That's how they kill him. Okay. Uh, which is actually fairly inventive. I'll give them that. I think that's actually a, one of the smarter ways to get rid of him in these movies. Yeah. Um, the uh, Siegfried and Roy guy, by the way, he gets killed because. He's uh, doing a magic show and the LEP shows up and uh, puts him, uh, you know, in, uh, you know, he wishes that he could play like, you know, the whatever the biggest casino is in, in Vegas. I can't remember now which one it is. And he's there playing, you know, he's he's doing his magic show there to a packed audience just like he wished. But uh, his, uh, after he does like the saw woman in half trick, like sh- his assistant's gone, the leprechaun replaces her. And then, uh, and, and, by the way, tangent, but the leprechaun portrays women in a lot of these movies and then turns into him. So he's got that whole Freddy like yeah. that we talked about, you know, where Freddy appears as a sexy woman and then like turns into him. that happens a lot with leprechaun in these movies. But I don't think the, that she turns into a leprechaun. I think he just appears. And then he traps him inside that, and he actually saws him in half. And there's like blood coming out as he's like sawing, and then like he and he goes ta da, and like he presses it apart. And you can see the guy's guts like fall out, and like the whole audience is like screaming and stuff. So that's a pretty good scene in it, I guess. Yeah. And uh, like I said, it ends with them destroying the gold, and they, they find the one shilling. She's she's yeah, she walks out with a guy, and uh, and, I, and just to give you, I don't know, comic book fans will know this reference, but she's got that classic, like, uh, magician's assistant, like, casino, like, girl, like, outfit on throughout the entire movie, too, like, the final girl does. She looks like Zatana, if you've ever seen that comic book character from DC. Like, very, like, tightly uh, cut, like, crop top, you know, that shows most of her, like, cleavage and, uh-huh. you know, like, booty shorts, that sort of thing. It's, Is it it's the black sort of outfit? Look. Uh, what is it?
0: Is it the black outfit? Is uh, that the it's one? It's like a
1: tuxedo type yes. outfit. You okay. Know? Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, so anyway, she walks out with this guy and then like, you know, and, and she's got one wish and, you know, they, and she's like, no, she's like, no, I've, I've got everything I want. You know, it's kind of cheesy in a sense, but oh, God. she looks at him and then she just kind of tosses the, the shilling away. And, and she's like, that's like the only protagonist in any of these movies that actually, you know, turns away from the leprechauns like you know gold and stuff like so she's the one true hero in all these movies if you want to look at it that way um part four wait is the one where they hold ju-
0: on before you move on to four okay at least one part of the death holler awards for part three who had the best boobs was it the robot or was it chris uh what's her name um christine williams
1: uh i wouldn't say it's caroline williams because really? even after she does the change like i mean she goes from having like those tits that are like down in your uh you know like your um, pant belt you know she that's her character you the way that they portray her she's one of those women that's got like the saggy tits you know yeah. the and and she just has like normal size and they don't even like really get shown in that outfit she has yeah uh the main final girl actually has the best pair in the whole movie but she's on the verge of showing them and then like you know and then like you know snaps back and so we never actually get to see them but we get to see the cleavage the entire movie so yes so the uh, robot wins on then. that
0: the robot uh, actually shows its boobs
1: the robot actually and hers are okay They're yeah. they're still not as good as the final girl <laughs> <laughs> uh so death hall awards for that final girl is she is she's she's a pretty good final girl to be honest in these movies i mean attractive smart you know all the all that stuff that goes along with it yeah um Part 4 jumps the shark, and as far as this movie, it's it's enjoyable for what it is. It's not one of the worst in the series by any means. Part 4 jumps the shark in a good way. It's in outer space. <laughs> when you want to jump the shark in a horror movie series, you always go to space. We'll get to that in the Friday movies especially, uh, but Critters did the same thing. Even though Critters is an alien that lands on our planet, so it makes more sense for Critters to go back to space, it was still one of the crappier movies in that series, and like – so I wasn't expecting much with this, but they actually built decent, like space, like you know, like ship, you know, in, you know, uh, interiors or you know back backdrops. So I'll give them credit for that because I'm sure the budget was shit for it, uh, but it actually had a decent look as far as like a you know mid 90s or late 90s whenever it came out like you know cheap you know movie set for like space it had it had a decent look to it i'll give them that Um, i
0: can't believe this
1: uh it actually it actually looks pretty decent the uh the the thing i love about it though is it goes all the way back it's like star wars in the sense that it's not like a full like technological space it's more of a fantasy space in the sense that at the beginning of the movie there is a the, the the space marines are going to save this princess uh who has got like magical tits that she can hypnotize people with. They they reveal that later in the movie. It's not something they establish early on. But her king, like the space king, is one to rescue the princess and so they're being paid to go to this planet where this alien has abducted her. So it's that whole like, you know, kind of uh uh you know going harkening back to like the 50s style like you know fantasy you know space or whatever where there's like prince and princesses in outer space and magic and that sort of bullshit yeah i kind of like it for that because it's kind of fun it's kind of a fun throwback but the actress they got to play that princess is actually pretty hot i want to say that she was like either a porn star or she was uh one of those women who always posed for like you know like the like, not really Playboy, but, like, if not Playboy, like the Sports Illustrated, you know, like where they were basically showing everything it, but the nipples. I, I want to say that she was in that stuff. Um, I'm trying to see. I've got it pulled up here. Uh, it was Rebecca Carlton who played that character. Princess Zarina is the character she was playing.
0: I don't know why she sounds so familiar.
1: Um, But the main thing with her is, is that... The Leprechaun is, happens to be there randomly on this planet in outer space, and he actually gets to the alien first and kills it. And the whole reason he's doing that is because he wants to marry her. Just going back to that the whole thing from oh, part yeah. two. He wants to marry the space princess because he wants to become the space king.
0: I mean, and, dream big.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's what he's doing. And um, throughout the movie, and I mean... They portray it first as like he's really like lusting after her, and the funny thing is, is that like he works this weird charm on her because he plays to her like she's she's greedy, like she's a shit person. Like that's the thing I love about it too. Like she's supposed to be the space princess, but she's working angles too. Like she's wanting she's wanting freedom from her father, the king. And so like her way of doing that is she marries this little piece of shit, then, then she can both disappoint her father and she can become the new queen and take over and get all the power that way. And both her and the Leprechaun are both planning on killing each other after they're married so that they don't have to deal with the other person and, and get all the control, which is hilarious.
0: I can't uh, with this movie. <laughs>
1: Uh, but anyways, the space Marines show up and one of the first kills in the movie is that the Leprechaun sneaks up on one of them and basically uses a lightsaber to hack him up.
0: Shut the fuck up.
1: No, I'm serious. It's like it, it, it doesn't look like a lightsaber for, you know, reasons that are legal, I'm sure, but it's like this laser light that pops out of like the end of like this little sword handle that fits like the Leprechaun's hand and he uses it to chop the guy up. So it's a laser sword do what Uh -uh. you want with that
0: shut up
1: (laughs) um at one point in time let's see so uh let me see i'm going to the kills on this so we've got uh we've got lucky who's the guy who's hacked to death with a lightsaber we've got kowalski uh who is the best kill in any of these movies so they blow up the leprechaun in this very first part of the movie. They because they've got like rocket launchers and shit, and they just blow him all to pieces. Kowalski goes over there and pisses on his like foot, like that's remaining, and you know, like he's got some kind of it's like marking his territory or whatever. But he can he contracts like a space STD from the leprechaun when he does it because leprechaun's essence flows up through his piss into his dick. And then later on in the movie, whenever he's, like, getting, uh, about to get it on with one of the hot, uh, there's, like, two hot ladies that work with these. That's also, one's a doctor who's been, like, kind of converted over to, like, help the Marines out, and the other one's a Marine. Well, he's with a hot Marine, and, like, he's getting ready to do it with her, and all of a sudden he starts having issues downstairs, and the leprechaun bursts out of his dick, basically. Ew! So he has a, he gives birth to the leprechaun through his dick hole, if you want to, and that's how he Sound dies. Sounds like so a bad the,
0: UTI.
1: They even say that in the movie. They're like the Leprechaun comes out and he's like, You got to wrap up your Jimmy or something like that, you know. It's like, you know, they even mention it that way. Um No.
0: <laughs> I wanna go home. <laughs>
1: Uh, somebody later named Mooch, like they go into a certain part of like, I don't know if it's the ship or some like, or, or they have to, that's on like a planet or something that's like nearby. They're trying to like scout for something because they, 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 these people keep dying and they don't believe that the leprechaun's there. And so, um, and of course the princess is on the ship. They've rescued her. And, but she's like comatose at the time. Cause there's this one pervy scientist who's like licking around all over on her at the, while she's, you know, in like this deep sleep. So, um, anyways, this mooch guy gets his flesh completely eaten off by this bacteria. That's in this one section of the ship that they go into at one point. Ouch. Uh, Danny is another one. Space Marines get squished by a space crate. Uh, we have the guy from, he doesn't get killed in it, but we have the guy from Friday part five who sings, Ooh, baby, Ooh, baby. And talks about the tacos giving him the shits. He's back in this movie and actually one of the better parts in the movie. So, uh, Miguel Nunez, I believe is the actor's name. Glad to see you back, sir. You're, you're appreciated. Uh, we is have Dolores. Um, I don't appreciate who- him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We have Dolores, who is the hot Marine. She gets, uh, she's like, uh, she gets, like, locked away from the other ones and is on a catwalk, and, and she thinks that she can take old Lepp out. And she does blow him to, like, pieces, but he reforms instantly, of course, because magic. And uh, he knocks her over the rail, and while she's holding on, like, he's basically, like, this little piggy, and he does that thing mm-hmm. until she falls. Uh, he does bash one knuckle in pretty hard with his, like, little stick that he's got so i mean like he you know that's kind of bad but it's kind of stupid how she gets killed um he uh the creepy scientist Harold. Uh, that's the the cartoon part of the movie because like the leprechaun takes like a saucer that he finds in the lab that's got like all these chemicals on it, and of course it looks like the tr- traditional mad scientist lab that you've ever seen in any shitty movie. And he takes all the chemicals and dumps them off. I thought he was going to throw them in the guy's face, but no. Uh, he takes the saucer and throws it at that uh, scientist's face, and it flas and it smashes his face against the wall, and it looks like uh, like a moon face pancake. Before he is, he's like sliding down the wall and dying almost, you know, it's yeah. like the cartoon physics where it just takes on the shape of the plate. Basically. Um, there's this one other scientist who runs the ship. Who's like half cyborg. And that's the other thing. There's the, the, uh, the Colonel who runs the Marines. He's got like this really shitty metal plate in his head that like, it looks like was badly grafted on. He looks like what cousin Eddie would have been if the, the plate, you know, that he keeps tapping on and, you know, uh, Christmas vacation would have looked like if it, you know, exposed some of his scalp, but um, or what chop top would look like, or looked like a little bit when he was scraping away at the top of his plate, but. Uh, but anyways, this guy looks just as bad or worse because he's, like, attached to, like, this, you know, cyber futuristic wheelchair, basically. Leprechaun takes and shoots his brain up uh, with a princess nearby, and she's loving it because she's evil, too, just like him. Uh, he gets, like, shot up with these chemicals straight into his brain, and they turn him into a giant space spider uh, throughout the movie. So he, he comes back later, uh, and he gets frozen in liquid nitrogen and blown up. By the final girl, I believe it was in that scene, and uh, so, and then we have the sergeant uh, who gets he gets turned into a into a drag queen by the leprechaun, forced to attack his fellow uh, the rest of the, the Marines that are left while he's doing a a dance number in his like sexy outfit. Oh my god! And uh, then he gets electrocuted uh, to death. That's how he dies. The leprechaun loves drag queens. I don't I don't know why, but that's a big thing. And then of course the leprechaun at the end of the movie gets like sucked out into uh, the cargo hold into space after he's been in, enlarged by this ray gun that the final girl shoots at him to the size of, a, I mean, he, he's not, he's like the size of a T-Rex walking around at this point in the movie. They, they blow him out in the space and he blows up and then his fist, which is massive. They can see out through the porthole. It just forms like a middle finger and it flips them all off and they just kind of laugh. And that's how the movie ends. <laughs>
0: but,
1: Are you having fun yet on these descriptions?
0: Um, did, Oh. <laughs> oh my god i don't even know what to think about these um did and you think f- this was to be a- fair
1: the women in this movie are, are extremely attractive so i give them oh because that. that's
0: just gonna keep me you know enthralled and, and-
1: I know, I'm just telling you. And then the, the space princess does show her tits at one point in the movie because, like I said, she's got magical tits. Whenever she pops them out, they the women and the men all become mesmerized and they just stand there and they can't do anything else, you know.
0: Reverend, I, I, now I understand why you didn't mind continuing watching these films. <laughs> I, and I believe that Noah would have probably had a great time as well. Um, I'm listening to this and I cannot believe, like, I feel like you're lying to me, but then you're talking about the boobs and I'm like, nope, this is real. This, all this bullshit happened and it had tits. Um, we yeah, need to go so- old school. We need to go back to the old, uh, what do you call it? Um, rotten, uh, rotting corpses scale. What would you give this specific movie on the rotten corpses scale? <sighs>
1: As far as the movie's quality itself, it's a 1.5. As far as how enjoyable it was, it was probably a 3.5. Oh,
0: my God. (laughs) I can't believe you made it this far into it. But you wouldn't watch number two, and I thought number two was bad. Now I'm going to go back and be like, guys, go watch number two. Give it a chance. Okay? If you're going to continue with three and four, you can handle two.
1: Well, three is a is a decent like yeah. horror movie, but four it just rolls into the camp. The, now, the one thing I don't like about four is that he loses the rhyming in that one. I think he technically loses it in the third one too, if I remember right. But he it's it's definitely gone in the fourth in the fourth movie. Like, but he gets
0: it in the hood, doesn't he? Because you're basically Oh, he rapping. goes way
1: back into it in the hood movie. Okay, That's,
0: good because he's rapping. I imagine at this point.
1: Uh, kinda yeah, but like in in, in four, like he. The lines he delivers are, I mean, you know, there's a few funny ones, like I said, about wrapping it up whenever he bursts out of the guy's dick hole, but, like, it's not (laughs) – saying that's hilarious but like it's i mean it's a different i mean he's he's all about trying to get with this princess in this movie he doesn't even care about his gold so much they've got his gold and he mentions it but he's really trying to find the princess again and get the gold and get the fuck out of there because he just wants to be king of space that's all he wants to be in this movie he wants a
0: hot broad to fuck too so you know
1: well and that but that's funny toward the end of the movie like they start like snipping at each other they start like even though they got this plan that they're going to take over everything they both start playing their hands out because you know like he mentions something like you he mentions under his breath he's like you hateful bitch and she's like she's like what did you say to me and he's like oh i said we would be rich and she you know like he covers it up that way and um when he blows up in outer space she's looking at the porthole too and sees it and she's like she's like uh now she's like uh She's something like uh, "Goodbye to the King" or something like that, and she's smiling, so she didn't have to like share the throne with him. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's a terrible person and I, it's just funny that like you know the whole, the and they don't even like they don't even address the fact that she's still on the ship at the end of the movie too which is hilarious like the uh, nunez uh the 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 main guy who who's the the marine that's left and then the the final girl they're all three like in the main hold and they're like you know seeing that you know getting flipped off by the you know leprechaun's hand out in outer space and like they, they don't give a shit that she's even still on the ship, and that's the whole reason that they're even still there is to try to save her and take her ass back. So,
0: what was funnier, <laughs> this one? Well, I guess Spaceballs wasn't meant to be campy at all; it was just a comedy.
1: Uh, Spaceballs is funnier if you're talking about straight up humor, but yeah. like this one, <laughs> this one, as far as the camp, it was I, it was highly enjoyable. Just for the like, I mean, because they, oh yeah, they really? I imagine were- it
0: was Reverend. <laughs>
1: They they really did play up though that whole like you know like cheesy outer space thing. They knew what they were making with this movie. They didn't even attempt to make it any any better. I think it was funny that they were in like the cantina on the ship or whatever, or the like the cafeteria section, and they had those glasses that the, the marines were drinking of. That I remember back from the '90s that were like they had like these ridges built around them, like they they almost looked like if you imagine what the Michelin Man looks like. Yeah, these cups were like that, and I'm like, yeah, that's. The, of course, they would have that in a futuristic movie because that's what we used to always talk about whenever we were kids and we had those glasses. It's like I got a cut from the future, you know, that sort of stupid shit. Oh I'm God. like, that's the kind of thing that you would put in a movie like this because of the budget and everything else to make it look spacey or whatever. So,
0: okay, how does this movie compare to Killer Clowns from Outer Space?
1: Uh, Killer Clowns is always going to be better than okay. these movies. Just, um, just checking. I just,
0: I just had to make sure we had tits in this, this movie. I enjoyed it
1: more than Part One. I okay. Did. Because it leans into the camp. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, that is the mistake that part one and uh, part two made is that they're like, oh, let's be a scary movie. And it's like, but you're not. So where do we go from here?
1: Um, And where do you go when you've been to outer space? Well, you go to the hood. Uh, uh, So let's go and talk about that movie now. Uh, Let me see here. I have to pull this back up.
0: Did it? Did it get all out of whack again?
1: Yeah, it did.
0: Oh boy, I wonder if that has anything to do with me being in it as well?
1: No, it does, and it's okay. just a fact. Whenever I'm trying to scroll backwards or try to like go oh, up, down, oh, oh, like, yeah, like, you I have that
0: over. stupid Apple computer. That's what you get. You should have a PC.
1: Yeah. I, well, I mean, I would if I was. Uh, if I, uh, whenever we finally do switch over to the um, to the full landline, that's probably what I'll do. Um. I, I think part of my problem too was I was <laughs> on it, but I didn't like up, update the notes on this. So I think it was in, let's see. I, I don't know the year in this one. It was, it's Leprechaun 5, which they dropped the five in the movie. They do actually say it. And it's uh, Leprechaun in the hood. Um, tagline is Lep in the hood come to do no good.
0: And I, I dig that. Uh, 2000 <laughs> is when this film came out.
1: 2000. Okay. And back to the hood come out in 2003. So oh it was, my it was,
0: God, they have. I'm sorry. They had <clears throat> they had two.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I'll get in. I'll talk a little bit about Back to the Hood. It's oh my it's awful. God. But, um, this is
0: terrible.
1: So um, directed by Rob Spira, written by Mark Jones, based upon the characters by. Now, here's how you know that you've got a quality movie, folks. When there's like five or six people credited with the writing of it.
0: Oh shit. We've got,
1: we've got William Wells, Alan Alan Reynolds, Rob Spira, and Doug Hall all credited with the story. And then we got Doug Hall and John Huffman credited with a screenplay. So there was like seven people, give or take, involved with the making of this damn thing or the writing of it. Um, music by Nicholas Rivera. Of course, a lot of rap music and a lot of it's terrible, terrible. Uh, budget of $1.4 million, straight to video, so there's no box office results for it. And I don't know what the video take, but I think this was actually well-received because a lot of people enjoy like how out there this movie is. Oh, my God. Uh, Principal players, we got Anthony Montgomery, Postmaster P. Smith, who is our final boy in this movie. Okay. Uh, He was on General Hospital for a lot of episodes uh, and then was in Star Trek Enterprise. Of course, we have Warwick Davis back as Leprechaun, the evil forest spirit turned miser pimp. (laughs) And we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, We have Ice T in this movie, folks, playing one of the best characters in any of these movies, Mac Daddy Onassis. Uh, he's a straight up pimp y'all. And he's a music producer in this movie. And, uh, OST has been in new Jack city tank girl, Johnny mnemonic. Uh, the other guys is the narrator. I love that movie. Uh, done ton of video game voiceovers, his own music. And then of course he's been in law and order SVU where we get that classic line. I got news for you. That means you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up on the internet. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, Barima McKnight, play Slug, who's the greedy pimp that uh, ha- uh, helps old uh, Mac Daddy free the, the leprechaun at the beginning of the movie. We have Dan Martin playing Jackie D, who's a pawn shop owner. And we, we get two pawn shop owners who get attacked in this oh. movie. So we, du- we double that. Uh, Dan Martin was in Heat, Casualties of War, Rush Hour, and Doom Patrol. Uh, we have Jack Ong playing Chow Young Pie, <laughs> who's the, another pawn shop owner. Uh, he was in Next with Nick Cage and in General Hospital. We have Lobo Sebastian playing Fontaine Rivera, who is a very oversexualized drag queen in this movie. Okay. <clears throat> uh, he, he was in The Mule, The Longest Yard in 2005 with Adam Sandler. Uh, next Friday with Ice Cube, uh, Ghost of Mars, From Dusk Till Dawn, the TV series, and one episode of Lucifer, the TV show. We have Eric Mansker playing Mac Daddy's bodyguard, uh, and he was a stuntman in several movies, including They Live. We have Ivory Ocean, uh, which is a hell of a name. That has to be a stage name, uh, playing Reverend Hanson, uh, who's ready to convert ladies of the night to the Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to the reason why I say that in a minute. Uh, he was in Walk in the Clouds, The Mask, and Lost Highway. And we have Rashawn Nall playing Stray Bullet, who is the friend and bandmate to Postmaster. And then rounding out the cast, we have Rand Grant playing Butch, the friend and bandmate to the Postmaster. Synopsis, when a couple of stone-cold pimps break into the depths of the subway in search of some treasure, <clears> and <throat> they don't give a reason why they're searching, but they are, um, they find some Colt 45 and, he's and a cheeseburger. Uh-oh. And our old buddy Lep and his golden treasures. But it seems old Lep's got himself turned into stone again by use of the magic medallion. He also has a magical flute this time. Uh, Slug gets greedy, freeing Lep, and Mac Daddy barely survives. Skip ahead 20 years, and some of the worst rappers in the business are having a hard time getting the money for a speaker, so they grovel to Mac Daddy for the cash. He has some news for them, though, and tells them that they're gay. I mean, (laughs) he tells them to get the fuck out of his place, and they decide to rob him. Freeing Lep once more. Hearts get exploded in their chest, uh, and in people's chest. People gank themselves with magic. The alphabet people would want to bury this movie if they knew it existed. And Lip smokes the finest weed. Evil's in the house, y'all. <laughs> Which is another tagline from this movie.
0: I can't. <laughs> I literally cannot.
1: Oh, my God. Body count, 10.
0: That's pretty respectable.
1: Yeah, we have Slug, who has an Afro pick shoved in his throat.
0: Fucking racist.
1: This movie, yeah, man, it gets the Colt 45 it, right from the beginning. I was like, damn, they went there. And then the, the, the Afro pick, I'm like, yep, yeah, you, you but know
0: what you're doing. A lot of people from the hood, including white Noah, remembers drinking Colt 45s. We all did. Yeah. Um, those of us who were from the hood, I don't claim that <laughs> a energy anymore because uh, I am a Latina that married a white man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was either some uh, Jack Daniels or some uh, PBR around here, but that's how we roll.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <clears throat> uh, Natty lied if you're nasty, you know.
0: <laughs> okay, we wait, wait, have- wait, 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 wait. Do we know? And this may be in the trivia, so you can tell me to wait, but do we know? There's no trivia
1: for this. It it, it was shit trivia, so go ahead and ask me.
0: Do black people receive this? Did they receive this movie well?
1: Uh, I think they love this movie, to be honest with you. So
0: then it is not racist. The Afro pick was not racist. I recant.
1: Uh, the bartender in the movie, and there's an actor, nobody knows like his name. So I couldn't like put him in anything, uh, in the credits. Uh, he's electrocuted through the microphone stand. Okay. Jackie D is slammed seven times against the car by his dead ex. And how this happens, this is another trap by a leprechaun. He <clears> appears <throat> to Jackie D as Sandy D or something like that, who is Jackie D's old girlfriend who apparently died and came back to him. And while he's while she's sitting there uh, basically making out with him, her face slowly turns into like a, uh, zombie like, you know, version of a leprechaun's face and then she kills him. So that's how he dies. But the leprechaun portrays a woman again. Okay. Um, we have Chow Young Pai who's strangled and ripped to pieces. It's pretty standard. We have Fontaine Rivera, uh, the drag queen. Now it's unclear how Fontaine dies. The scene that we have is our three protagonists, Stray Bullet, Butch, and Postmaster, walk in on Fontaine because they keep hearing her grunting, and or him. I don't know what pronouns Fontaine goes by, but mm-hmm. um, uh, keeps saying and sees that in that Fontaine is in the bed with somebody bouncing up on top of her. So, and this is after Fontaine has led the leprechaun into her, into her room. I'm just going to call her her to, uh, to bang the leprechaun. She's like, you know, she looks at him. She's like, eh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a fuck at you. you. You know, you're, if you're willing, I'm ready. Yeah. And, and this guy looks awful as a drag queen too, by the way, is so nasty. But anyways, uh there's a scene where they're like and all you can see is like somebody under the covers you know writhing up and down on top of her so they're just like ah fontaine's getting some and they walk back out and the next thing you see is the covers flip back and fontaine's like got blood running out of her mouth and like around her throat and she's dead so there you go uh i don't know if the leprechaun actually fucked her to death or if like he was like you know basically because he didn't look like he was just, like, using his claws. I mean, he was he was making the motion, so I don't know what was going on there.
0: Yeah, but was he riding the dick so he was getting it up the butt?
1: Yeah, that's the what they're implying.
0: Aye, aye, aye. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh, there's uh, Max Bodyguard, who has his heart blown up via magic, and that's my biggest issue with this movie. If the leprechaun can look at these folks in this movie, he does it twice, and he snaps his fingers and their hearts explode in their chest, and it's, like, pretty massive and there's, like, a huge cavity left... Why doesn't he just kill everybody that way in the movie? Yeah, like,
0: why you got to go and make things so complicated?
1: Wh- why do you got to fuck the drag queen to death? I mean, come on, guy. Because and, I mean, he you wanted it it in the doing fucking
0: it. butthole. Like, obviously. <laughs> it's been hinted. He's been wanting it because he was in dressing like a woman hoping that somebody would go for it. And now well, finally it- somebody did.
1: Now this movie establishes that he is an ultimate horn dog. Now he, he I mean, as, as long as you're dressed like a woman, he'll go for you. I'll get to that in a minute. But old postmaster, he he almost gets violated in his own way. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, but the the leprechaun does he he actually solicits these whores from hell to uh, To help him, there's three of them. Mm-hmm. They're like the fly girls, yeah, and and they go around seducing like you know these these men. But they also get these young women to agree to go up and meet with a leprechaun. He he tries them out, and then if they you know in quotation marks, and if they work, then he puts them out on the street earning him money. So he turns into a full on. movie. Oh my this movie.
0: god, this is fucking <laughs> terrible.
1: Um. Which, we by the way, his Rev-
0: bitches are fine. <laughs> They're pretty good looking.
1: Uh, we have uh, Reverend Hanson, who has his uh, hand a uh, hand through the uh, back and out of the stomach or whatever. So he basically gets his heart ripped out, you know, through his stomach. Um, he gets seduced by one of the whores from hell. Like, it's funny. He's supposed to be like this big time evangelical black preacher. And then one of the fly honeys walks in. He's like... He's like, uh, basically he's like, why the Lord's got some time to convert you honey. And before she, you know, turns in or you know, for the Leprechaun comes up from behind him and takes him out. So he was doing some stuff in that church is all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, we have straight bullet. Who's forced to shoot uh, himself in the throat with a handgun via magic. The Leprechaun just makes him turn the gun on himself and kill himself. And again, as Leprechaun can do this, why does he do anything else? But you know, I digress. Um, Butch is shot three times in the chest with a handgun, but he's actually shot by Mac Daddy, so that's not technically Leprechaun's fault. Uh, I believe it's Mac Daddy that does that in that scene. Uh, Mac Daddy Onassis has his finger ripped off uh, early in the movie. Uh, when, cause he, he's got like a, uh, one of the rings on his finger is been melted down from the gold that he got from the leprechaun. So the leprechaun takes his gold back. This is after they share a joint together, by the way.
0: Of course, of course it is. Cause why not?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and you actually, it almost looks like the leprechaun, like, is friends with him for a split second, he's like, yeah, I dig this, I dig this weed, you know, and he's like, but then he rips the, the and, he t- and he gives Mac Daddy the, the job, he's like, go find my gold, and he said, or, or you're dead too, you know, so he actually lets Mac Daddy live throughout the movie, uh, even though Mac Daddy's the one that originally stole it from him um but mac daddy is shot in the chest uh three times with a handgun by a postmaster and then has his insides blown up via magic from the leprechaun again uh <laughs> using that magic uh not counting this movie is the club girl uh, that is sent up by the three holes from hell uh three Hoes from was, hell yeah i think she was just pimped out by lep it uh, you know There's some. I mean, she could have been killed by him when she went up there to share the special alone time with him. But I think he was just pimping her out. And then Postmaster P gets possessed at the end of the movie. Uh, He's one of the worst final, you know, girls, boys, whatever you want to call them, in any of the movies because he doesn't actually uh, defeat the leprechaun. The leprechaun actually uses him to make money (laughs) as, uh, uh, you know, in another way. He's pimping him out as like a uh, like a rapper in this sense. So. Uh.
0: All I'm thinking of is uh old dirty bastard baby I got your money <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they they would have played that if they'd had access to it
0: oh my god
1: um but yeah there's uh there there is a lot of uh, the leprechaun is very lecherous in this movie like he is very much in, like anytime he sees a woman he comments on how how their ass looks uh you know he's he's smoking weed in this movie I mean he and and you know he's He's, you know, throwing out a lot of stuff that's almost racist, like, I'm down with you, homie, you know, that sort of stuff. So that's what you get in this movie, just so you know.
0: Um, just for reference, um, <laughs> Wick, uh, uh, Leprechaun Wiki refers to the hoes from hell as the zombie fly girl. So you were not wrong when you said that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. That's uh that's what they, they you know, they he said which is funny because there's a music video at the very end of the movie where Warwick Davis in in full gear he, he goes through there and he possesses the three women in, in the music video when he's singing Lepin hood up to no good. Uh, he possesses the three women that become the fly honeys from hell. Uh, and and they're just like random club girls and one of the bars that he's at. So I don't know. Uh, it doesn't fit the fact that he's some, but in the movie he straight up just, he, puts out a call. He's like, you know, send me th- uh, three, you know, whores from hell to do my bidding. And then they appear. So like, I don't, you know, it doesn't really match up, but whatever that's, it is what it is. Um, quotes from this movie. We have Butch. What the fuck is that? And a stray bullet. I don't know. Chucky on crack. Shoot that motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Chucky on crack. Shut up. <laughs>
1: postmaster this is the awful scene in the movie so uh, the reverend hansen is desperate to have somebody sing his gospel church he tells the boys they'll help them against the leprechaun if they'll just do this one thing for him so he gets them in there to sing for the church choir and they start singing and and here's the song they sing jesus loves me this i know if he don't, I'll find a hole. Oh, shut up. His mama's name was Mary Joe, and his disciples was some bad mofo. <laughs> they legit sing that. It, I'm telling you, the music that the, that the postmaster and his group sing are some of the worst fucking things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh, the Leprechaun. I'll take it from you, homie. You'll see, because you know the Leprechaun is the real OG.
0: Oh my god!
1: Uh, and at the beginning of the movie, they re-still, which I thought was funny because I watched this one and and part one back to back, and they reuse the scene where he's you know closing the door and he's walking down in that like you know stone like cellar that he you know starts out with where he's like you know playing with the gold or whatever. Yeah. From the very first part of the movie, they do that in this one, but they change it, and he he says. Death to he who sets a leprechaun free. Steal his gold; it will corrupt your soul. You see, for many a moon the legend has grown. Death toll increases. Solution unknown. Beware the evil wanderer in search of his loot, lest you suffer the wrath of his golden flute. Flee while you can. The f- uh, the future's no good, not good. For no one is safe from a lep in the hood.
0: <laughs> I just.
1: Um, by um, the way, the flute is magical. Every time Postmaster P plays it, people stop what they're doing and they just give them whatever they want. So that's what the, the flute is supposed to represent. It doesn't really get brought up any other point in the movie, other than the fact when they're hoodwinking the uh, the Jackie D and Chow Young Pie or whatever. But they, you know, that's. But it is shown in the movie. So.
0: Well, I got a little something that I want to play. Thank you, everybody, for attending this episode of Leprechaun. God!
1: Uh, this is a, a classic. <laughs> Look at all these glittering goods. I've got more loot than Tiger Woods.
0: Shut! No.
1: <laughs> This is good from Mac Daddy on the phone. Hey, you, you listen to me. You don't want to fuck with me, okay? I hope you had sex last night because I'm going to come over there and I'm going to cut off your dick. Then I'm going to feed it to my pit. Then I'm going to burn the shit when it comes out my goddamn dog's ass. You hear me? <sighs> don't fuck with me, bitch. <laughs> paints a picture, doesn't it?
0: It really does. A picture that I did not subscribe to look at.
1: Uh, and then, of course, the leprechaun. Um being as lecherous as possible. Come closer, come closer, my fresh young lass. Let's me take a look at you before I tap your ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's when he's talking to the club girl before she disappears upstairs with him. Oh. Um, the kills in this are actually decent. I mean, it's got a good look to it. The uh, story is stupid, <laughs> obviously, but it doesn't. it's not going for a good story. Uh, the leprechaun does not get defeated then. He's actually a music producer and he's using, you know, the young black man to get his riches, which that uh, there's commentary there. I'm sure. Yes.
0: I mean, from the fucking fifties and (laughs) sixties alone, uh,
1: the leprechaun does look different in this movie. And then technically the fourth one, but he's got much longer hair. I noticed it more in this one though. It's like halfway down his back. So he's got more, you know, like it's more pronounced, um, the acting, Warwick Davis is great. Uh, Ice T is great. Uh, everybody else in this movie is awful, just dog shit. <laughs> uh, Postmaster P is the uh, most non-person. Like Jennifer Aniston makes him look, you know, or it looks like a, you know, like the uh, greatest despian ever compared to this guy. So just it, it, it it's the it's if it wasn't for Ice T being in this movie, is is Mac Daddy Onassis and and Warwick Davis, this movie wouldn't stand up um the whole thing with fontaine rivera is so weird like and there's the whole thing where butch who kind of looks like fontaine but it's not the same actor um is looking at they're looking at each other and like fontaine's like giving him like these kissy lips and stuff like that and it's almost like butch is confused he's like like he's almost turned on but he knows he shouldn't be because it's a drag queen so there's that whole commentary that's the reason i said that the uh, you know, the alphabet people would probably hate this movie because, yeah. you know, not only you introduce this stereotypical, like, you know, drag queen, but also the, the drag queen is like, basically will fuck anything that comes. I mean, looks at the leprechaun and is like, sure. I'll fuck you. You know, that, that's the kind of person that Fontaine is. And yeah. then, you know, um, and there, and everybody basically calls out the fact that, you know, Fontaine's like this, you know, it's just really fucked up, you know, that way. So there's that whole part of it. um, the fly honeys, they, they look pretty good. None of them shows their breasts, though, so we're missing out on any of that. The only breasts you see are Fontaines, and they're not worth looking at, <laughs> believe me, folks.
0: Boo!
1: If I could give, like, a negative rating to the, the uh, worst boobs, it would be Fontaine Rivera's. Um, they're, they're fat old man titties, so there you go, if that's what you want to look at. Uh, more so than the, uh, the the Coach Snyder and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Um. Yeah, uh the music's awful because like I said the main character so but it's 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 just the leprechaun and the kills in this movie. That's what saves it, I mean, cuz he has like I mean seeing he, like Warwick Davis like lean into that like pimp version of the leprechaun is hilarious. It is it's actually pretty funny. Um so yeah, and there's no trivia for this. What trivia there was is like actually like a bunch of stuff about like this was the last film that like uh uh, what it Trymark ever did with a series. Like it was bought by WWE of all people like after, and then like sci-fi and released one, another movie after that, I think. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of, it was about like the video sales and stuff. It really didn't have anything to do with the making of the movie or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> As far as the po- the Death holler awards, Leprechaun's great. Uh, Postmaster P sucks as a final boy. Doesn't even get the job done. He's he's basically the bitch of the Leprechaun at the end of the movie, uh, and and it shows the scene where the like the medallion's falling down on Leprechaun, and it kind of gives you a hint for a split second that it fell back on him because that's how Mac daddy defeated him. Cause it accidentally fell down on the leprechaun right whenever he was getting ready to kill Mac daddy back in the seventies or whenever it was. Yeah. And it just so happened that, it, you know, it, it turned him back to stone and, and, you know, and so he's uh, in his, you know, a uh, place that he's got his house or, you know, Apartment, whatever it is, mansion, he's got like the leprechaun in a glass cage or a glass case, you know, with a medallion on it. So, kind of like how he looked from uh, Leprechaun 3, in a sense, you know, completely in stone. Um, but it when you think it's falling back down on at the end, but it doesn't because clearly the leprechaun's like standing behind Postmaster and Postmaster's eyes turn green, just like the fly honeys did whenever they were under yeah. control of the leprechaun. <clears throat> and so, it kind of gives you a hint what's happening,
0: the fly honeys
1: uh the best kill is the chest explosions or the hair pick in the neck uh i would the afro pick probably just because of how racist it is probably wins out i mean because it's like the fuck you went there and i guess kudos to you for it yeah uh the best scream there's none really in the movie maybe fontaine rivera riviera during the gutting uh quotation marks because it was more moans than it was screaming though there uh, i guess the leprechaun wouldn't given as good as he got. Ah! Uh, Best leprechaun quote. I saved this one. A friend with weed is a friend indeed, but a friend with gold is the best I'm told. (laughs) That's when he's sharing the the joint with Mac Daddy.
0: No. (laughs)
1: uh both side characters for sure mac daddy onassis he makes the fucking movie every time ice t's on screen it's like uh it's just a joy to see him because he's he's the stereotypical like what you would think he would be in this movie like yeah uh uh, how annoying is doom prophet the doom prophet is butch in this movie he keeps talking about how the Leprechaun's going to kill him and nobody believes that there's a leprechaun around because he's the only one that saw him for most of the movie and uh, he, he plays the same exact, almost the same exact character, even though he's supposed to be super smart because he can make, that's the reason they're needing the speaker is because he technically blew up their speaker using like these pyrotechnics at the beginning of the movie. And he uses the pyrotechnics to attack the leprechaun right after that. He's killed like Fontaine. He's, so he's supposed to be a genius when it comes to chemicals, but he's as dumb in a lot of ways as Ozzy from the first movie. So he's pretty much the same character as Ozzy. And so I'm going to give him the honorary Franklin award too, because he's, you know, same <laughs> character, same.
0: <laughs> he looks like a black version of him.
1: He he kind of is. I mean, yeah. honestly, uh, dumbest moment in the movie, basically any of them taking on the leprechaun after finding out that he can explode your chest by just wheeling it. I mean, for fuck's sake, if you saw a little guy, just look at somebody point at them and their chest exploded, I'd give up. I'd be like, All right, what are we going to do against this yeah. damn thing? Like, I mean, really? Uh, like, what do you want me to do? R-
0: I could be a fly honey.
1: yeah or or he could dress you up that's the other thing that i forgot to mention uh postmaster p in order to get into the leprechaun's lair because they find out the leprechaun is pimping these women butch convinces him postmaster p to dress up as a woman uh they both do i think but postmaster p is the one that's clearly the the whore Mm -hmm. of the two of them yes and so he's in this outfit looks ridiculous he is interviewing with a leprechaun and the leprechaun is way worse than Harvey Weinstein ever thought about ah! being, because he has an uh, old postmaster sit on his leg and he has him move his hand down to his crotch. And right before he's about to find the goods, find the pot of gold at the end of that rainbow, uh, they, uh, uh, something happens. I think that's when Mac daddy actually breaks into the place and that's whenever, you know, things change, but he, he almost got to find that, that, that good old pot of gold in the wrong place. So that, that, that happened. Um, <laughs> and, and the leprechaun kind of hints that he knows that it was Postmaster. So what does that say about the leprechaun?
0: He was looking for the junk in the trunk. <sighs>
1: um, also, it's the dumbest moment in the movie uh, from the leprechaun's perspective <clears> because <throat> if he can kill him with a heart explosion, Why not? I mean, yeah. But he, but he would rather you, like, fondle his leprechaun penis before he does it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in this movie. Um, I, I did actually go on to watch Back to the Hood. Oh, my that God!
0: Mo-
1: that movie is awful, and I don't recommend anybody watch <laughs> it, so... The only good things I can remember about that movie is that, uh, there's a scene where the leprechaun is on the phone after he's killed a bunch of gangsters with this, one of them, somebody tries to call on the gangsters and it's like the girlfriend or something. And it's, it's hilarious. Warwick Davis at his best, he's talking to the lady and it's almost like he's trying to set up a date with her. He's like, oh, well, uh, she's asking, he's like, oh, well, I'm a, uh, he's like, I've got long red hair and, uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a swell dresser. And then like, and, and of course he doesn't rhyme in this movie either, but then and she, like she asked him how tall he is he's like oh uh three foot six and then she hangs up on him and he gets pissed uh. off or whatever so um and then there's like and there's one more scene in the mo- oh yeah he smokes a bong with somebody and then kills him with a bong so there's that that's that disrespectful movie. uh yeah that's like stealing and, someone's um,
0: gold and he should know better than that <laughs>
1: Uh, there's but those are the only two scenes that stand out in that movie the rest of the movie straight up plays like a a very bad tyler perry movie it's like you've got the main character the final girl she's like a uh she's the cashier at a um at a you know a black salon uh, basically black run salon and uh, she's uh, trying to save up money to go to college. Of course, that's why she's one of the uh, you know she gets attracted to the gold because you know that whole thing. And then like the sh- and and like it it just plays out like a Tyler Perry drama for most of the movie. And the Leprechaun's not even in it for a good chunk of it. And there's one scene where he's like standing on a tree in the middle of the, like this subdivision. And like, I got vibes going back. I don't remember if you remember this story. There was a story from the South, I think it was Georgia, where the, where it was, uh, it was I think it was a couple of black people. It was, it made internet uh, fame because it was on TV. They were talking about how they saw a leprechaun up in a tree. And it was like back in the early 2000s whenever that came out, I believe. Do you remember that story at all? No. Yeah, it 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 got pretty big cuz it was like one of the first like viral videos that got out there cuz they, they they got like just like how they do with Rednecks, they got like the dumbest people they could on camera and then like had them explain what was going on and they yeah. and the best part of it was they drew a picture of what the leprechaun was and it was the shittiest like car, like kid drawn like thing you can imagine like stick figure and they're like yeah, he was up in the tree and he was like throwing shit at us and like you know, he's like get down leprechaun and like I mean and when I saw Warwick Davis standing in the tree, I'm like, were they deliberately calling back to that viral internet video? They had to have been. Yeah. You know? um, but, like, he's not even in the movie for most of it. And then when he is, it's it's better. But then I, I was just like, yeah, this movie blows. Like, I, I I checked out, like, after the halfway point and was, like, on my phone and I just waited for it to end. So I didn't really watch <laughs> it all the way. But, you know, it is what it is.
0: Ay, yeah aye. I can't uh, believe you made it this far into the series.
1: But Leprechaun in the Hood's actually funny in parts, so I'll give it credit. <laughs> um, so anything you want to say about this series, period? I, it was a challenge for both of us, I think.
0: Uh, apparently not as big of a challenge for you. You were, like, challenge accepted, and I was like, nope the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I noped out of skin to deep, so yeah. I, I, that was my note.
0: Which is rare, because you, you don't nope out of a lot of movies. Um, I stood my ground. I was firm in my decision. <sighs> Uh, you know, I, um, I was like, I cannot do this. If I'm going to retain any respect for a leprechaun movie period, I need to end it here.
1: I would suggest given what you liked in the series, watch part three. It is, okay. it's, it's a good mix. It's probably the best mix of like, if you want like actual horror, but with a comedy and like, you know, the standard horror movie tropes, it's the best in the series. Honestly, it's the best looking. It's got the best mix of characters that actually stand out. I mean, even side characters, uh, and, and it doesn't go off the rails goofy, like part four and everything after did. So, yeah,
0: I, I might do that. I think the husband might want to watch in the hood too. <laughs> yeah. so
1: Just know that you went in the hood is just hilarious. It's yeah. so but Oh, and I forgot one thing about back to the hood. So to get by with the fact that they couldn't have Warwick Davis, obviously saying the N word or any variation of it, even if it ended on a hard R or an A, <laughs> there is a scene in the movie where, a white guy's buying drugs off of one of the, the main characters. And like I, like I said, I don't give a shit. It just, but that, this way they set it up, they had him walk up, and he said, hey, my – you know, like, and he said, the, he said the A version of it. And they were like, man, you can't be saying that. It's like we start calling e- each other ninjas to get – so we don't have to say that word anymore. So that's their setup so that later all, – all that setup is just so that Warwick Davis can look at somebody later in the movie and say, hey, my ninjas – you know? Oh, my
0: God, no.
1: <laughs> I laughed when I, I was like, so that's the reason you said that ninjas are the acceptable wor- version yeah. of that word. Okay.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of movies we got with this, folks. I can't um, believe you even
0: talked me into doing an episode for this. I was like, mm, mm, I don't know.
1: Hey, we're not the only ones who covered this around this time. I know that the, the Dead Pit guys just recently did a fan commentary for the movies and got a bunch of people involved. So we're we're in the same boat. Like we okay. all kind of we all kind of hit the leprechaun, you know, stuff at the same time.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean what well, is appropriate. I mean, we literally just passed St. Patty's Day, so it makes sense, but holy shit. You know what we need? We need a Cinco de Mayo slasher. <sighs>
1: I am actually sure that there is one of those, and i will I I'll gladly look for that, and, oh my God, and to give you representation on this podcast. Yes. I need
0: representation, everyone, <laughs> clearly, very Latino over here with my thick accent and you know <laughs> my Latino ways.
1: Uh, but I'm sure there's one out there, and I will I will see. It'll probably be a really bad one, though, to be oh, perfectly yeah. honest. Not that these were great, but I'm saying it's probably going to be even lower budget <laughs> than that.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Probably that La Llorona film I told you about, um, but that's more of a spirit because it was a spirit, but it yeah. was definitely a slasher. I mean, she was tearing bitches up.
1: Yeah, there's, there's that, I mean, there's technically that one from the uh, Conjuring universe that's got Linda Carnellini in it, but, I mean, outside of her, that's the only good thing I can say about that movie, so. We can't
0: even do, like, a Chupacabra, because those are, like, that's a creature feature. That's a you know? creature
1: feature, yep. yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm, lame.
1: There, there is probably a Cinco de Mayo movie, though.
0: <laughs> Hold on, let's Google it while we're on the air still. Uh, Cinco de Mayo, if I could spell.
1: While you're looking that up, I'm going to throw it out there for the Leanne to it guys, <laughs> the, the the blue collar guys. Uh, uh, still recording on Sundays, right? Yeah, they've not changed to Fridays yet. No, not um, yet. What is it? Is it eight o'clock your time or is it later?
0: It's eight o'clock our time.
1: Okay, and so it's usually a- they're usually
0: pretty late. They're like they're on Mexican time apparently, so it's usually like around <laughs> eight twenty three to be specific.
1: Uh, To be Pacific, but
0: yeah, but I'm shut up.
1: <laughs> but that is L E A N N to it, the number two, it, yeah, L E A
0: N. So lean in to it. So a uh, number two, it. Um, yeah. quite a few Cinco de Mayo films. Let's see what we have here. We have one, it is called, uh, appropriately Cinco de Mayo, it's uh, from 2013. Uh, let's see. After being unjustly fired and harassed by his students, a labeled and potential menace to society, Al Maestro sets out to teach everyone a final lesson.
1: Okay. Uh. I think I'm seeing the same one. Is that got the cover? It's got like a mask on it with yes. like, it looks like blood or something leaking out of it? Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, it got a 5.4 out of 10 on IDM, ID, uh, IMDb. Mm-hmm.
1: That's actually the, that's higher than the, so Leprechaun 3 is the highest rating uh, of any of the movies, uh, the Leprechaun series, so that gives another reason why you should watch Leprechaun 3, but it it is, uh, I think it got a five, so actually Cinco de Mayo got slightly higher than the highest Leprechaun film as far as ratings.
0: Yeah, now Bloody Disgusting has an article, and it said, um, celebrate Cinco de Mayo with five underrated Mexican horror films. Uh, Hold on, let me see if, uh, Cemetery of Terror, no, thank you. Cronos
1: is uh, Guillermo del Toro, but it's a vampire movie,
0: yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, but these aren't Cinco de Mayo, and th- that other film was actually called Cinco de Mayo, Alucarda, which is uh, Dracula, probably in Spanish, it's like Dracula with an A at the beginning, Alucarda. Is what it's how it's pronounced. Oh
1: yeah, just reverse valencard. Okay, mm-hmm. I got gotcha.
0: you. Uh, Cronus, which you saw. Um, the witch's mirror, el espejo de la bruja. Let me see, which is dumb. Uh, ladrones de tumbas, which is uh, grave robbers. But these aren't Cinco de Mayo; they're just Mexican films. So Cinco de think- Mayo, it would be.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's that one movie because it's the only one that's the slasher, but it looks like they went so far as to make a 1980s VHS-style case for it, which is always cool when they do that yeah. for, like, throw, throwbacks. So that might be worth looking at.
0: It might be, and I don't know. Hold on. I'm going right now. Um, there is not even a where to watch. Um, there's a lot of, like – Rotten Tomatoes has, they have done reviews on it and everything, but like, I don't know where to watch it. Amazon. Oh, uh,
1: Shows Tubi has it. So there you well, go. How did
0: you get that? Yep. Uh, yeah. He's how did you find with that?
1: with Aztec bloodlust is what it says.
0: Oh my God. Uh, Hold on. 2013. Usually there's like Google has a where to watch
1: um yeah i just looked it up to see if tubi had it and they do they have everything okay
0: so so, all right then we'll just have to catch that on tubi i mean i know we're a ways away from may we've still got april fools and everything but that would be hilarious
1: some movies actually leave tubi so i don't know we might need to watch that and have like the review ready to go you know before it leaves it but we'll we'll work that out you know beforehand
0: okay we'll do that
1: uh, next one that we're doing is what is it? I mean, I know we got April. Well, we got April Fool's Day probably next. I don't know if we do that or we do the next three in the the Nightmare series. Like it's one or the other. I don't know. We can always if we're a little late with April Fools. I mean, that kind of plays in April Fools anyways. Yeah, it's like ha it's late, you know.
0: Um, well, April Fools, I would like to get April Fools out appropriately when we need to, but hold on, April first is on a Saturday, so if anything, I could we could have it ready march 31st and that could be the friday film oh i don't know i don't know
1: uh probably if we're going to do it and we're going to have it ready and because it's so close because we talked about it we do that and the 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 you know the um, behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon because that was the jokey movie that i wanted to include with the april fool's day actual movie called april fool's day mm-hmm. the slasher so we can do both of those and have those ready the next time that we record so
0: yeah um and then the only other thing we <laughs> said was starting up scary movie and because you, you only wanted to review scary movie
1: oh yes yes throw that in there yeah mm-hmm. so
0: that was april and then may we obviously have talked about cinco the Mile, but then we said continue nightmare on elm street possibly
1: What we could, well, I mean, we could technically do an elongated episode with the, uh, with April Fool's Day scary movie and Behind the Mask Mm -hmm. and the do all, and then like the later part of April, the next three nightmare movies and throw those in there.
0: Quite possibly. So yeah. But anyways, yeah, we've got a pretty good, we've got a pretty decent lineup, so
1: We got way more movies than we can probably, we'll probably have to extend this season out past what we normally do just to be able to get on man. But that's fine because that's the longer you have to, or you have before you actually have to start watching the zombie movies. Oh yeah,
0: I'm totally okay with that. (laughs) So, um, but the thing that sucks is there's so many zombie films to review too. Uh, That's like a slasher season.
1: Yeah, there there are, but the amount of good ones is not as many as the decent slashers. To be honest, yeah, uh, everybody and their mother has made a zombie movie, and that they're not all that good. I mean,
0: we'll have to discuss the uh, zombie survival guide as well because we've both read it, I believe, right.
1: We have. I I actually want to go back and give me a reason to go back and reread it. Yeah, uh, I'll probably have to do that too. I've read World War Z, but it's been a long time since I've read that one.
0: I don't remember if I read that one or not. I know that Noah read that one, um, but that's obviously a movie that we'll discuss. So the book is, you know, obviously uh, appropriate for us to discuss when we discuss the movie. Um, Have you read any of the graphic novels for Walking Dead?
1: I read up until the time when... uh, well, it's a spoiler alert, but a certain person gets taken out by Negan, and when that happened, I said, "Nope." Oh, you knocked the, the fuck show. out of there.
0: Okay. Um. <sighs> I mean, I, I, I read past pretty far past that, and it was nothing like the TV show. But um, I'll probably just give basic things that I remembered from reading it. Some of the uh, insane highlights, which would make sense because it's human horror, but it's zombie. You know,
1: um, that would also give me a reason to go back. There is a uh, uh, Eric Powell, I believe, is his name. I could be it could be Hal, but I think it's Powell, Mm -hmm. is like a Tennessee comic book artist writer, uh, who created The Goon, and uh, that has a lot of zombies in it. I Mm -hmm. mean, but it's like a very it's like an almost like Will Eisner style that he has. Like the characters are very cartoony looking. They're like set back in the depression era. And it's like the main character, the goon, he is like uh, a yeah, big, like, you know, a mob enforcer looking guy. And like Frankie is his little, like, you know, bait almost like midget sidekick who like goes around with him and they and they they're like taking on like it's a lot of zombie stuff because there's a necromancer in the story but like that reanimates the dead but also they fight other like you know supernatural creatures and and i really love that series too yeah um this season, I would like if we have the opportunity. I know it's getting into a tangent, but the Hack Slash series at least covers some of the the versions of that. Because that they even had her like uh, Cass- uh, Cassie Hack, the the final girl in that series, which I love the story behind that. But um, <clears throat> she actually ends up fighting Chucky uh, in one part of it. So and I mean they they got the rights. For, to to actually have her fight Chucky in the story.
0: Okay, hack slash series. What what is this? Is what is it on?
1: It's a it's a it's it'd be on a comicsology, but it's a comic oh, book series. Okay, and that's um, fine with me.
0: I love reading comics, so which is yeah, funny. I used a, to have an issue reading them when I was younger. I didn't understand the panels, but comiXology, it, uh not sponsored by them. But hey, but we're looking for sponsors. <laughs> if you but, want, um, I, I they they make it easier for me.
1: Yeah, they, uh, I mean, it's, it's a very well done series. It plays in, I mean, the guy who, who wrote and like, you know, uh, helped the art and all that stuff for it knew exactly what he was getting into with it. I mean, he's got the final girl tropes down to a T he's got a character that helps her that looks like basically a knockoff Jason Voorhees, but he's actually a big lovable goof. He just, the way he was raised, it was, you know, he was kept in like a basement his entire life. So he hides his like disfigurement behind a mask like Jason, but he's not serial killer. Yeah. Um, but they fight like what they call revenants, which are, you know, like these these dead or, you know, creatures that are returned back to just kill. Yeah. Which is, you know, and it going along with like Freddy and Jason and that sort of thing. So
0: All right. Well um, we're gonna have to set it, time aside for that and figure out when we're gonna go over that.
1: Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I mean maybe when we get close like in September if we've got the time. Yeah. I don't know. But that sounds that, pretty that'd good, be actually. a good time to cover that. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's it for this episode.
0: Yeah, we, we made it. I survived.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and with that, peace be with you.
0: And with your spirit.